Support for this podcast comes from The Fresh Market, offering a fresh store experience with premium meat, specialty produce, signature baked goods, and convenient meals to go. Learn more at thefreshmarket.com slash refresh. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is Mark Farham. Welcome to another episode of Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Helping you build the capacity to change your life. Helping you, as we say every week, to walk in your purpose. You know, we're well into the 2017 year now. I mean, there's no excuses. So are you ready? It's go time. Tonight's show is focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life. Because as we always say, information is key. With the right information, you can make educated decisions. And tonight, we're going to talk about how you can eat your way to great health with a plant-based diet. Because it is, as I said, go time. Are you ready? Now, tonight's show sponsor is MedX Prime. Do you know if the medication you take is the right medication for you? Medix Prime will make sure. I'm going to play a commercial for them in a little bit. Pay attention to it if you need to find out what's going on. But tonight's show is going to be great. I'm doing your introduction right now. From my big eyes with Miss Janet Montgomery, we have Lou Martin. She's a professional lifestyle blogger. Janet's going to interview her. We're going to see if Ira's going to stop through and do a little credit talk. I'm going to do a Cat Builder Minute. Tonight I'm going to be talking about things to do to change your brain change your mindset then I have a great interview with Chef Zhu of King's Apron he's going to be talking about how eating a plant based diet is not as difficult as we think heard this young man speak a few weeks ago and I tell you what after you get through you're going to want to do what he tells you to do so we have a great show lined up for you tonight hope you all stay tuned because it's important that you listen to what we're talking about because we have so many things that we have to stay on top of just to make sure we stay ahead. So you're listening to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, you know what? I think we're going to start this conversation off with Miss Janet tonight. I know she's got a great interview, but she's been taking some great trips, and we want to hear what she's been talking about. So, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. We'll be back in a moment. Luke James Brown, pay back.
or someone you know is taking prescription drugs, consider these facts. There are more than 2 million hospitalizations and over 125,000 deaths because of adverse drug reactions, making it the fourth leading cause of death annually. But now there is a solution. Welcome to the era of personalized medicine and PGX testing. This life-saving test provides your doctor with the right information, the right drug, right dose, right from the beginning. And this test is paid for by Medicare Part B and many insurance companies. To learn more about this life-saving test and how you can avoid adverse drug reactions, please call 404 721 2338 or visit medexprime.net forward slash e w s again that's 404 721 2338 or visit medexprime.net forward slash e w s that's m e d x p r i m e dot net slash e w S. And make sure you mention Cap Builder Radio in your comments. Hey, hey this is Mark Farham coming back. Cap Builder Talk. We're going to go right into the From My Big Eyes segment of the show. I'm excited to hear what's been going on. So, Miss Janet, how you doing this evening? Hi, Mark. I'm wonderful. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we were off last week, so I'm sure you got a lot of stuff going on. You've been going places. <laughs> I've been watching you on Facebook. You've been all over the place. Yeah, I had to take a little break, Mark. You know, I uh, had a few stops. One was, I was at down at the Paris show downtown over the week over uh, the weekend and had a fabulous time. They had a bloggers brunch, and I uh, had an opportunity to meet quite a few bloggers at the event, and then had an executive uh, exclusive uh, tour in some to some of the showrooms and the temporary. So I had a chance to meet some of the designers uh, firsthand. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I saw pictures mm-hmm. of it, so oh, it, was, yeah. it seemed like it was pretty cool. They still a lot of bloggers were there, though, huh? Absolutely, and then uh, meeting my favorite designer, that was the best part of all, absolutely. All right, all right. <laughs> so who you got for us tonight? Well, Mark, this is someone that I admire greatly. Uh, this lady has been featured in several publications. I mean, she's winning. She's my mentor. She is really my hero, Mark, and uh, Mark, and she is my example. Wait, uh, can you, we welcome did you to say she? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say hero? <laughs> I said hero, <laughs> absolutely. So, so we can't we, we can't go hero no more. We got to change everything. No, no, man. there are she heroes wrote. out there, and this lady is definitely uh, a hero. Let me just tell you. <laughs> all right, all right. Can we welcome to the show, uh, Miss Lou Morton, please? Hi, Lou. Right. Hey Janet, hey Mar, thanks for having me. Hey. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, she is my hero, Martin, and, that, and that's the way it is. I tell you, and you would know why when you finish this interview. Right, oh, thanks right. so much, Janet. You got me blushing yes. over here. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All right, Lou, can you just introduce yourself and just tell people uh, who you are and what you do professionally? 
Okay, well, I'm Lawida, but I go by Lou for short, and I'm a lifestyle blogger and influencer from productreviewmom.com, and I blog about product reviews of products that fit my lifestyle, like beauty, fashion, travel, and food, and I discuss about stuff going on in my life with my two almost teenage daughters, events that's happening in Atlanta, and other travel destinations. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a lot going on, Lou. You, you, you're covering a wide basis here. Can you tell me what mm-hmm. actually inspired you to start blogging as a profession? Okay. Well, at first I joined market research panels to give my opinions to brands about their latest products they're creating that's not yet on the market. And mm-hmm. I was paid for my time for doing this, but unfortunately I'm unable to share about the product development. So what I did was I created a blog about products that I purchased, and then from okay. there my blog grew. Wow! To become so like doing other things, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So your blog was uh, your platform to to really express your opinion on how you felt uh, about your exactly products. Okay. Exactly. Yes. All right, so how long have you been blogging? I know you're doing this full-time now, so how long have you been doing it full-time? Well, well, for full-time, I started full-time over a year ago when I, I left my job at the end of the year 2015. So full-time, 2016. So last year was when I began full-time. But wow. um, I started blogging in 2008. So it's okay. been a long time, but yes, I enjoy yes. every minute of it. That's that's awesome. So let me ask this, Lou. What what has been the most challenging aspect of blogging? I mean, I know you said you, you left your job after uh, years of working in corporate America, and now you're doing the blogging as a full-time job. So what is the what is the most difficult challenge that you face uh you know, in in terms of your blogging? Well, the most challenging is coming up with topics to blog about because, you know, I do get burned out sometimes. So what helps me out is reading books, magazines, and getting inspiration during my travels. Mm -hmm. And also, too, um, what keeps me going, what's so rewarding about this, is mm-hmm. working for myself, making my own rules, and being home with my family. And I never okay. can miss those special moments in my family's life. So that just keeps me motivated. It keeps me going. Absolutely. I love that uh, fact that you, you're able to spend more time with family. And then, you know, basically you control your own destiny. I mean, as long as exactly. you know, we're in corporate America, we're, we're on their time. But when you work for yourself mm-hmm. and you control your own hours there's nothing like it so i i commend you and i admire that about you and uh, i love what you do so thank you so much janet sure sure what advice would you have for someone that you know is wanting to start their own blog but you know they're they're just a little fearful about jumping out there what kind of advice would you give for a a new person that, that has an interest i would say just do it I was fearful, too, at first, but fear kills dreams. So mm-hmm. success with blogging doesn't happen overnight, but it's a fun journey to take. So I just say, take the leap. Just do it, you know, and just test the waters. If you don't like them, you can always just stop, you know. That's true. But it, to That's me, true. I, I love, yeah, 
I, I love it, and that's what kept me going all these years. And I'm just glad that fear didn't set me back from not doing this because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I let fear take a hold. That's true. So, yeah. so, so Lou, what makes your blog different? I mean, what do you think has uh, been your key to having a successful blog? Well, I don't follow what other people are doing. I do what what makes me happy and what my mm-hmm. and my readers see that. So just because someone else is doing something and they're succeeding at it, doesn't mean mm-hmm. I jump on a bag wagon and chase their success. I stay true to who I am, and also staying consistent is the key to success as well. You do not have to blog full time, but staying consistent. Do your blog post so readers will know when to look forward to it. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much makes it different. Okay. So, so let me ask this. Uh, I know you, it takes it's time consuming, and how do you balance the blogging with your family activities? I mean, I know you have two daughters that you talk about. Mm-hmm. How are you able to balance that time? Well, since I'm now full time. And they are in school. I use that time to blog because uh-huh. no one is at home, so I'm uninterrupted. And also, too, since they're older, they're not babies. They know when to, you know, don't bother mom. She's working. So right. um, they're pretty independent. And so that's like in the evening times when they're close to going to bed or when they're in bed. That's when I work. And also, too, if I'm overwhelmed, I also hire help, too. Oh, okay. Okay. To kind of take the the load off of you at points. Okay. Exactly. I yeah. That. I do hire um hired um writers as well. At okay. Time. All right. So so Lou, um I'm very like I said, I'm I admire you for what you're doing. You're you're one of the people who actually uh keep me motivated and inspire me to oh, keep thank pushing. You. Absolutely. You know, I've been I'm, watching you too and you've been doing <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do it. Thank you. Okay, Mark, that's it. That's all the questions yeah. I have. Well, you know, you. I have a question for a couple people sent some questions in while you're talking. Is that one was, what you know, how do you get started? What sites are good to start using to blog with and things like that? Did you just, how, what what platform are you using to do it with? Well, my platform is, well, the platform I use is Blogger. And um, a lot of people frown upon it saying that, oh, you don't own your content. But, yes, you do. You do own your content on there. You can send your content anywhere you want to. Okay. um, It's just that you do have to follow their rules, yes, of what you write about. But that's who I like to use because it only costs $10 a year, you know. And with WordPress, um, it, it may cost you more. Right, but you right. do have more um, features with WordPress. So it, it all depends on you. You could do Blogger, which is very user-friendly, or you could use WordPress, which it does have a learning curve to it. Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, so for beginners, I do say Blogger. Blogger. So building a yeah. following is that, you know, like a lot of, when I first started my show, you know, about three years ago, I thought it was just me, my mom, and dad listening. You know, mm-hmm. but it's kind of interesting over time, you start building a following. So what has that been like, building a following? 
where people are actually paying attention to what you say. How does that feel? Well, it takes a long time. It don't happen overnight. So, yeah, it, it, it just all if people are interested in you, they'll just continue to keep following you. You know, and that's why I say yeah. stay true to yourself because they're following you. They like you. If you just start doing other things just because you see somebody else doing it, you know, they'll see mm-hmm. that. You know, that's not authentic. That's fake, and then you'll lose following. But they're following mm-hmm. you because of you. Yeah, you know, and I have to agree with you. It's all about staying consistent, you know. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's that's what that's what Janet's been doing. I've been watching her; she's been consistent, putting it out there, and I and I think that's what builds yep. a good following. You just stay consistent, and people know what to expect, and you know, and um, and you you don't make it always about you. You make it about the experiences and other people, and I think that's what people like mm-hmm. to follow. So. um yeah. Well, congratulations. 2008, huh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> long time. That's I feel a like a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, I mean, that puts you back there. I mean, we're in 2017. Yeah, because blogging yeah. was pretty much like journaling yeah. back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Well, congrats. <laughs> wow. have, you, have you written any books or anything? or? Well, I have a, currently have an ebook that's on Amazon, okay. which is um, how you can um, make an income from blogging, and you can find it on there. You can um, search my name on Amazon to find it as well, or you can go on to productreviewmom.com, and I have the link there. I'm sure I'm sure people want to know that because uh, all the time you put into it, it'd be nice to make uh, generate some revenue with it. And that's the hardest thing to yeah. do on the internet right now is to generate revenue. People, it's a mystery. So you have a book out there. It's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Outstanding. So, uh, well, I, I, you know, I'm excited for you. I, f- I feel like I need to get down and bow down to you because without you, I couldn't <laughs> be here. <laughs> you know, you know, you started it all. You know what? You're right. You are a hero. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I haven't used that term before, but I'm about to start using it now. Zero. All right, I like that. <laughs> Thank you so All much, right, Lou. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. All right, you're very welcome. All right, Miss Janet. She was uh she was something else, boy. She's the best. She's the yeah. best. Yeah. So you say she's your mentor. Uh, she's, she's keeping she you on the one of street. my mentors. Yeah, all right. right. Outstanding. Learning from the best. And learning from the best. All right, Miss Janet. Right. Thank you for bringing her on tonight. And I look forward to Absolutely. what we got coming up next week. All right. Anything new coming up you want to tell anybody about or anything like that? Well, I'm going to be, I've interviewed uh, one of the dancers from the musical that just left Atlanta. They're now in New Orleans, the Bodyguard musical. They're traveling uh, around the world now and uh, had opportunity to speak to one of the dancers. So that interview uh, and article will be coming up shortly. All right. All right. From my big eyes, Ms. Janet Montgomery. Yes. What's up? You yes, I was just going to tell the audience they can right. follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at From My Big Eyes, and also on Facebook From My Big Eyes. All right, all right, we'll be talking, Janet. Thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks, Mark. Take care. All right, all right.
from my big eyes. So you learned about blogging. You know, go to www.blogger.com if you're interested in getting started. But I'll tell you what, you really need to go to her website and get that book so you can see how to do it the right way, see how to make it worth your while. So you can go to her link that's on uh, Cat Builder Talk, the show. You can click on the link. It'll take you right to her site. And you can find out more about this whole blogging thing from a veteran blogger. So you listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. I'm going to take a short break, and I'm going to come back. And before I bring on Chef Zoo, I'm going to do a Cat Builder Minute about something about changing your mindset. You were going to get to the chef talking about how to do this plant-based diet thing. I tried it. You know, uh, it's tough. But somehow I think when we talk to him, he's going to show us how to make it easy. So you listen to Cat Builder Talk. I'll be back in a moment. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm coming back. I'm going to spend a few minutes on talking about changing your brain. You know, your brain doesn't want to change. Let's face it. So I'm going to give you five ways to make a change. found this great article today written by Ann Grady. You know, one of the issues that we're dealing with is habits are the choices we make deliberately that at some point become automatic. They make up over 45% of what we do every day. Your brain is lazy. It doesn't know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. It just takes everything you repeatedly think, say, or do and turns it into a habit so it doesn't have to work so hard. A lot of people resist change because it threatens their natural habit patterns. You know, whether it's a new role, new boss, new car, new diet, your brain has to work overtime to learn and adapt to the change. Unfortunately, it's like the old saying goes, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you have always gotten. Okay, navigating change, both personally and professionally, requires you to form new habits. And sometimes it's not comfortable. The good news is that you can intentionally train yourself to think and behave in new ways. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. So these are a few things I want you to start thinking about in order to make this happen. All right? One, you cannot counter emotion with logic. You know, when we go through change, we often feel anxiety and fear of the unknown. Others may tell us that the change logically makes sense. Unfortunately, that does little to alleviate the discomfort. 
You have to give yourself time to process whatever emotions you're feeling. Get curious as to why you're feeling anxious or afraid, but don't judge your feelings. Just observe them. This is the first step to embracing change. Next thing I want you to do is really identify what's in it for you. Even if we know it changes for our own good, it's easy to resist it. It's easier to stay comfortable in our old habits. So you have to really look at what's really in it for you. This has to be the major motivator for you to go through the discomfort. You can't identify a positive benefit. Sometimes you may ask what loss or negative outcomes or what's the consequence that you're trying to avoid. Okay. Number three, I want you to identify barriers and proactively manage them. Figure out what the barriers are. For example, say you want to exercise more or eat better. It's like, for example, eating better. We're going to talk about that tonight. Plan your meals so you have to have healthy food options wherever you are. Take your food with you. If you're too tired to go to the gym after work, sleep in your gym clothes and wake up 30 minutes early and go for a walk. Figure out how to overcome those barriers. And this next one is very, very important. Surround yourself with the right people. We all have energy drainers in our lives. I call them energy vampires. You need to be around people that are helping you. Because sometimes these energy drainers are toxic and they'll make your change difficult. So you got to find people that will help you keep going. Because sometimes it's going to be difficult and if you don't have the right people around, you will not be able to make it happen for yourself. All right. And number five, this is the last one. I want you to keep the big picture in mind. When you're approaching a change, it can seem daunting. I want you to look through to the other side and figure out what it's going to be like when you, you lose that weight or you're eating healthy or you, you've done something major. Start looking and visualize. You hear the term visualization. So I want you to do that. These few things I wanted you to think about tonight on this thing about having us change. So I'm going to go another break here. And you can see I'm stuck on James tonight. I'm going to go break, and when I come back, I'm going to set the stage for Chef, Chef Zoo. We're going to talk about how to do this plant-based diet thing so we can get it right. You listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. Be back in a moment. I'm back. Get up off of that thing and dance with you, you better. Get up off of that thing and dance with you. Sing it now. Get up off of that thing and dance with you, you better. Get up off of that thing and try to leave that place. Get up off of that thing. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. 
Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. We're going to be talking about something that's so important. You know, it's a topic of a lot of conversations. I've been through it. But before I get to that, I'm going to give, I'm going to set the stage. I, I found this article about top five reasons to eat a plant-based diet. You know, it's becoming more and more popular. So reason number one, it's good for your health. You know, researchers show that eating a very low-fat, plant-based, vegetarian diet and other lifestyle changes could, in fact, reverse heart disease. Arresting and reversing heart disease, you know, and a lot of patients who've been doing it, you know, uh, you can lower the risk of type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure, all kind of things, okay? Number two, it's easy to lose calories. Uh, you, you tend to lose weight. You know, we're going to talk about some of that tonight. Also, it's good for the environment. You know, we, we, we talk a lot about the environment and what's going on in the world today. Um, it's good for the environment. You know, number five, it actually will save you money. Okay, you know, we think about going to McDonald's, how much money you spend on food that's not doing you any good. So let's start thinking about how to spend money differently. And number five, you're not supporting animal cruelty. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there now about animal cruelty. But, you know, enough of me talking about it. Right now, I want to bring to the microphone the man with the plan on how to eat a plant-based diet. Brother Chef Zoo, man, how you doing this evening? I'm doing well in yourself. I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I tell you, man, when I heard you speak a couple weeks ago, you know, I told you I tried that vegan thing about a year ago. You know, I've been feeling a little guilty because I slipped off it. But after listening to you, I, I'm ready to get started again, man. That's why. That's why I say I need to have you on the show. I figure you could, you can be able to coach me on how to do this the right way. Well, you know they say the best time to plant a tree. The best time to plant a tree. Go ahead. No, I was asking kind of a question. I said, you know when they say the best time to plant a tree is, right? Yeah, when is that? It would have been 20 years ago, right? Right. You know, in the sense of, you know, but now, right? So we never worry about what we could have done. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, like the proverb, the African proverb, you know, the best time to plant a tree would have been in the past because the fruit would be bearing now, but we can't go into that. We deal with dropping the seed in the soil today. Um, All right. So, yeah, we're at a beautiful place. I mean, if you or anyone else feels like, you know, I would love to, maybe I've tried, whatever the case may be, once again, the time is now. So I think that's the thing that I want to say and keep saying is that, you know, it's, it's now. It's, it's all about now. We still have now. We got now. We got today. So we'll do this for me. Uh, before we get too deep, why don't you introduce yourself, introduce your organization, and talk a little bit about what it is you do. Uh, my name is Chef Zhu, 
I'm a plant-based chef. Uh, I'm in school right now for holistic nutrition. I should be done in about another two more months. And I'm an urban agriculturalist. Uh, I do a lot of uh, garden installation and learning from some of, um, you know, the number one uh, black farmers here in Atlanta. Wow. You know, this urban gardening thing is really something, man. You know, I, I see this stuff popping up all over the place. Why has that become so popular? Um, I mean, I don't want to go too deep, but, you know, it, it, it's a little bit of both. One is what you were saying, the health and how important it is to have access to the food. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's gentrification of a whole nother market. You know, it's, it's the same mm-hmm. thing that you see through the city with the housing um, they do gentrification in other sectors of life than housing, right? So <laughs> they'll gentrify the whole agriculture and farming scene because it is mm. money. Um, mm. It's a little bit of both. Okay. So this whole plant-based diet thing, man, you hear so much about it. I mean, so what are the things when people come to you and they're considering it? What are some of the questions they ask? What seems to be the most important factors that people, when they talk about maybe switching to a plant-based diet, that you have to address when trying to help people? Um, I've had a lot of people with, you know, chronic illness situations. Um, I think that's probably the, the, the number one reason why a person, would you know, comes and says, I have to do this. Uh, maybe a doctor said it or they might have just been studying they could have been looking at someone in their life that they've seen on a plant-based diet and have seen the difference. Uh, myself, I've lost about 70 pounds in the last five years or what have you. Um, you know, and it wasn't like a plan of like, I'm going to lose this weight through eating vegetables. It's just like I kind of got on a diet, um, and it wasn't really even a diet. It's a lifestyle. So I, I started living a lifestyle. And from there, I lost a lot of weight, and I'm much healthier. So people will see that. You know, they'll see someone else healthier, and they might not feel as healthy. So they say, you know what, let me try that. Their doctor told them, if you don't lay off all that meat, so then their next option is, you know, they got to up the grains. They got to up the fruits and vegetables. Um, And I hate that that's the situation because we shouldn't be getting to the point of, you know, chronic illness. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's hard, man, because, you know, that's what happened with me. I, I I went to a doctor, and he says, well, I can prescribe these medicines, I mean poisons, I mean medicines, or you can become right. vegan. Okay, and uh, sure enough, I uh, um, I decided, hey, I'm going to try the vegan thing, and, and I did it. So I took the raw food cooking classes and all that, but it was just so different. It was just you know, then eating that meat, man. It's, you know, I mean, you smell the meat cooking. You know, you know I mean, it, it, it was a hard shift. You know, and I, and I think that's what a lot of people try to. I mean, I was just trying to find things that had the same consistency. You know, I think that was one of my issues. You know, um, so when, so when you're helping, go ahead. I didn't definitely mean to cut you off. Definitely not. No. Um, but. And you just sparked something in my, my mind when you said, like, the smell, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, anything you smell is actually going to register in the brain later as a chemical, right? The same mm-hmm. way sound, right? You know, so anything you hear, you're hearing a vibration. It's going through the ear. It's turning into a chemical and hitting the brain. 
So I think that's what we need to remember about the food, too, is that, you know, with some of these foods that we choose from um, systematic lifestyles, um, Mm -hmm. and when I say that, you know, I mean, like, for instance, you know, the first thing I had when I was in school was milk with my lunch, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So it's just like then I go to church, and then, you know, the first thing they're cooking on Sundays after Sunday school is, you know, fried chicken, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. But that's sweet, though. You know, that's that. You're not frying chicken. You're boiling chicken in grease, and you're coating it with gluten. So, I think th- there's so much I want to say, but um. But I you got time. One, Go ahead, man. <laughs> you got the mic, man. I want people to hear what it is. Okay, so I think at one point that we start to dumb down what we're doing. You know, so it's you know it's like ham. That's not ham. That's um, pork butt. You know, and it's not even really pork butt, it's pig butt, right? So we use these terms that lessen the effect of what we're dealing with, and it's easier for us to deal with it. Because if you're saying a piece of ham and cheese, but you're not saying I'm eating pig butt. (laughs) Okay, But that's what you're eating. Right. You know, but that's what you're eating, right? So, and even with the milk, you know, it's like, yeah, I just want to have a glass of, um, you know, liquid meat, um, you know, that was heated up into the most of the pus dyes because there's tons of pus and all types of stuff in that cow milk. But, you know, we'll just, you know, say even cheese, right? Your cheese is not technically cheese. That's rotten milk. That's the milk that's fermented, and it's rotten now, and that's what it is. But, okay, so I think that's one problem is that we dumb down the terms that we're using instead of labeling exactly what's happening because then that gives you a true reality of where you are. But past mm-hmm. that, I believe it's dopamine and the chemicals. That's where I was going with the sound in the um, in the brain, right? So even the smells of the food, these sugars, these meats, these milks, they actually release uh, dopamine um, and other chemicals from the brain. So, like, for instance, with cow milk, you know, the protein in cow is called casein. And mm-hmm. as casein breaks down, it turns into or it breaks Part of it breaks down into another chemical uh, called casomorphines. So you heard of morphine. Right. Morphine is a pain, a pain drug, right? And it's mm-hmm. highly addictive. There's tons of people after they get on the morphine, for whatever reason, they can't seem to get off of it because of the utopia type of feeling that it leaves them in from killing the pain. So, you know, you, you could have started with a broken leg and whatever the case may be, you know, after your leg heals, you're still on the morphine. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very, very addictive is my point. But as these uh, proteins break down into casomorphines, it's a chemical, that it has 10% of the pain-killing effect that morphine would have. So basically what I'm saying is as you're drinking milk, you're basically getting a drug fix that you don't realize, that there's a chemical being released in your body which is actually numbing you to any pains of the world or anything you're going to. It would be the equivalent to having a beer after work or, you know, smoking mm-hmm. a joint on a weekend for some people. But mm-hmm. this is in your milk now, right? And this is mm-hmm. in your food, uh, you know. So um, I think that we really need to start to think about that, you know, that these foods actually do deal with the mind and deal with the chemicals in the body, and it will become very addictive, um, you know. So it's... It, it's not a lot of our thoughts because we weren't told any of this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. 
When they push the milk, which milk is being drunk by children more than water, mm-hmm. ridiculous. You know, but when they push the milk, they didn't talk about queso Martin. No, they didn't. Nobody told me. They said drink you know milk saying? and you have so, strong bones. They said you grow up to be big and strong. That's what they said. You know, and, and milk, I, checked, I checked, and my studies have shown me that there are more women with osteoporosis that were long-term milk drinkers than the women who decided to get off of the uh, cow milk and get on to the plant-based milk. So the, the 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 bone fractures and you know how, you know your, your your grandmama might fall and hurt her hip. Mm-hmm. You say grandma done hurt her hip, but grandma been drinking milk all her life. I thought her bones was gonna be nice and strong, right? So right, right, like, through right. Such, yeah, through studies they're showing that the more these old women slip, their bones are breaking and fracturing more for the ones that drunk the milk. But you're right, they said. You know, healthy bones, healthy bones. Right. You know, it gets into money. This whole thing is money, man. So at the end of the day, you know, if there's money to be made and if you look at the amount of money that's generated from just milk alone, oh, my goodness. I mean, we talking about, you know, on a, on a world level, we're talking about trillions of dollars. Wow. So, I mean, so basically what you're saying is that without knowing it, we've become addicted to the food that we eat. I mean, it's if we like when we so when we have these cravings or certain things, I crave a hamburger, we're really craving it like it's a drug, whatever's in that meat or whatever's in that bread. It's part of an addiction is what you're saying. That's that, that that's really where we are at this point with the food. And um, I, I want to say this, too that the majority of disease right now is from excess and not deficiency, right? Meaning that mm-hmm. everybody's majority is sick because they had too much of something and not because they didn't have enough of something. So for people that are worried, like, I might not get enough protein. Oh, man, I might have too much. Oh, I heard about the vitamin B12, but it might be lower. Oh, I got to worry about my vitamin D. But the majority of disease is not based around what people don't have enough of. The majority of diseases are based off of what people have too much of. So people mm. are getting cancer eating too much milk and too much meat, but hardly ever do you see a cancer patient that had the reverse. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we just need to slow down if we can't stop. I would say that first. Slow down if you can't stop. Add some more vegetables to your diet. I'm not here to make anybody vegan or make anybody plant-based. I'm just here mm-hmm. to share some ideas and concepts that I have used and I've seen others use and become successful um, in the mission to health and wellness. Um, and I'm always willing to meet people where they are. So I just have to say that again. Like, please don't feel, not you, but listeners, right. please don't right. feel like you have to keep up to my pace or do something that the next person is doing. You know, you start out where you need to start out and understand that it is a lifestyle, so you have a chance to, like, you know, move into the next sector of a lifestyle and not having to jump full force into it right away. You know what I mean? The same thing for a doctor. He would study, right. A doctor would study for 12, 15 years before he became a doctor. It was a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Years, years of practice. You know, and and I like the fact that you're using the word lifestyle, you know, because it is a lifestyle change. That's what I noticed about when I went through it before, 
it was a lifestyle change. You know, it, it changed my entire life, the way I just looked at things. I started reading more when I was in grocery stores, you know, about what I was buying, what was in what I was buying, um, you know, and it just, it takes me a long time in the grocery store now. I used to go to the grocery store and just grab stuff off the shelf, and now I have to take a look at it to see what's in, how much sodium's in this and how much this and how much that. So when you're working with people and they come to you and say they want to make a change, what are some of the first steps or things that you do to try to help them figure out where they should, how they should get started? I guess uh, primarily it's, you know, where they are as far as meat and dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the person could already be a vegetarian or they might be a full-fledged meat eater. And I say full-fledged would be like pork, beef, chicken, turkey, fish. You know, mm-hmm. like those are the five standards. So, like, you know, plenty of people still eat all five of those. So if that's the case, like say I'm meeting Bobby today, Bobby's saying, hey, man, I'm not feeling well. I've gained a lot of weight over the last years. My, you know, I've been having some heart cramps and this, that, and the third. Uh, my doctor told me about my cholesterol, this, that. So then I was, the first thing I would try to do for Bobby, I would try to get Bobby to work with me and, and see if he's willing to drop one of those meats off of his, you know, regimen. Mm-hmm. Can we take pork off? Can we, can, we, can we try to take pork off right now? And for the pork that we're taking off, can we just add in more uh, fruits, vegetables, and grains? Okay. If Bobby says yes, me and Bobby cool, and we're going to have a good time. If Bobby says no, I have to leave Bobby alone because Bobby's at a position where he's not willing to change and he's not willing to try a lifestyle. Okay. And, you know, so – it's tiered, though. So Bobby happened to eat all meats, and we just tried to get him to maybe less than eating one and then up the fruits and vegetables. I think the next step for Bobby, if he says yes, I would try to get him to do one meatless day. So it's it, it's caught on already, meatless Monday. I would say, hey, mm-hmm. Bobby, let's do no right. meat on Mondays and let's drop pork out of our regiment. If he's willing to do that, he has so much chance to turn everything around uh, Diet-wise and nutritionally, that I would work very closely with him, um, and you know, do as much as I can to get him to where he needs to be. And, and he shouldn't feel any way that he still eats beef, he still eats chicken, turkey, pork, mm-hmm. and fish. He should feel it because he just made a humongous step towards this lifestyle. Wow. See, a lot of people they start to feel some type of way because it's like, well, I still eat meat. But did you just go from eating all five to four? Did you go from eating three to one? You know, mm-hmm. I think that he is just trying to lessen the amount that we're bringing in and then swap out. So they say, well, what am I going to eat if I'm not eating as much? Right, as much? right. That's what I want to know. What do you eat? <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and, you know, I've, I've gone into it a little bit more with – different types of plant-based menu and recipes that are really extravagant. Like, you know, we do things like um, plantain lasagna, right? Instead of taking the lasagna noodle that's, you know, made from gluten or, you know, wheat, um, it's not really good for the body. 
Um, it causes inflammation and a mucosis, um, mucosis um, environment, basically a lot of mucus in the body, which is the root to most diseases. Um, and this is what wheat does. So this is why we're so sick, too, that, you know, a lot of the government, a lot of the doctors, they didn't really get a chance to study this stuff as long as they needed to to tell us what it was really going to do to the body. Um you know, especially when you're thinking about old school milleries and how, you know, we used to basically grind, you know, stone ground wheat and things like that. So you got a rock and you're grinding this wheat and you're getting the seed and, you know, the germ and doing what you're supposed to do that way. And now everything is so, um, what do you say, corporate, it's so industrial, <laughs> um, they're using so many chemicals, more robots, uh, different computers and technology. Uh, so you don't have a love and a vibration over the food either, you know. But, I mean, we can go into food preparation and talk more about that. I think it would take a minute. Um, but, you know, just the different recipes that I've tried with people that change their lives. Like, for instance, uh, zucchini fish, you know. See, I understand both lifestyles. I'm basically from the hood, you know, um, and, you know, in the hood, you can have everything, everything from fat back to, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You got it all, got it all, man. Yeah, pork rinds, onions, you know, everything. I don't see it, you know what I'm saying? Right, So I start to look at the things that are traditionally used the most in these communities, you know, and I say, okay, well, something like fried fish. You know, fried fish in the black community is very, very popular. It's one of the favorites. Um, right. So, so, so even myself, as I transition into a new lifestyle, why do I want to drop all of the traditional favorites for a better lifestyle? There has to be a way that I can find this intersectionality to where I could still have a traditional favorite but maybe enhance the nutrition and, and, and get both out of it. So then I say, okay, we'll do like a zucchini fish, and we'll take the garbanzo bean, and we'll grind the garbanzo bean into a flour. Um, mm. So now we're not using the wheat. So now mm-hmm. you don't have any gluten. So now that's gluten-free. It's going to digest much better, as well as people say, well, how about the protein? I'm missing, I'm missing, I'm missing my protein. You ain't missing no protein. What you're really missing is amino acids if you're missing anything. Um which make up protein, but but um, the chickpea or the garbanzo bean that we ground up into a flour is heavy in protein or heavy in those amino acids. So you're still getting the protein that you said you were missing possibly. Um, you're still getting the fried fish that was your traditional favorite. Well, um, out the corn oil, 97% of the corn that's grown is GMO, and the majority mm-hmm. of that corn is used for things like oil. Um, mm-hmm. The same thing for soybean and all of these different, it's like 90-something percent, you know, of the soy that's grown in America is GMO, genetically modified, which mm-hmm. will alter your DNA. Um, you know, your genes make up your DNA, you know, so if, if you're eating things that are genetically modified, then you're modifying the DNA. You're modifying who you are and, and, and all of what your family has given you, right? Um right. You know, you know, through your bloodline and things like that. Um, so, I think you know, with this fish, once again, you're still getting your favorite. We can fry it, but we're going to out the grease and we're going to say no corn oil. We're going to say no um, soybean oil, but we might use something like a grapeseed oil. Uh, you know, okay. it's really important to learn 
where it's really important okay. to learn the oil, uh, what do you call them, uh, oil viscosities, right? The, right. The, the heat right. levels of the oil. I, I don't want to go too far in, but I need to make sure everybody understands that for this, what I'm saying, to still bear nutrition, it has to be done a certain way. So if we're using corn oil that's genetically modified, um, it basically just throws everything out the window that we did with the garbanzo bean and the uh, zucchini slice. Uh, but long story short, we're going to use garbanzo bean flour. We're going to add some water to that. We're going to add a little bit of kelp. We're going to add a little bit of dose. This is going to give it the flavor of the seed. This is what you're really missing in your tradition of fish. Gotcha. You're missing the flavor of the water. You're missing right. the, that marine flavor. But if right. I throw in some sea vegetables, if I throw some kelp in, if I throw some dose in, so now you have your flour, you have your batter. That was chickpea, water, kelp, and dose. You add a little salt and pepper to that. It's a, it's, it, it's a batter that can go with any batter on the fish market, right? Now you're going to fillet your uh, zucchini. You're going to cut it in fillet style. You're going to drop it in that wet batter. You're going to fry it in a grapeseed oil, which is much healthier than a corn oil, and you're going to plate that just like your traditional uh, wow. supreme delight, uh, whatever, wow. long john silver, <laughs> you know, whoever. Um, and it's just a little bit more nutritious. Once again, you've got zucchini, which is an alkaline vegetable. You have garbanzo bean, which is an alkaline legume. Even the grapeseed oil is much healthier. So now you're dealing with alkaline-based substances more than acid-based substances. As we know, the acid will actually aid the disease or dis-ease, and uh, the alkaline will actually bring back health. Um, so just to give you, you know, one recipe really quick on how we can take a traditional favorite, flip it, still get it nutritional, and, you know, do, do our thing with it. I mean, there's tons so of ways. So so you're mm-hmm. doing this, you know, uh, I asked you earlier uh, about doing some stuff with youth. So you're doing something with youth, too. You say you like the hip-hop chef. So what are you doing to help youth understand how to eat differently? Well, that, I think that's the key is just finding those traditional favorites, right? Like what mm-hmm. do children like to eat, right? So if it's like tacos, then I mm-hmm. can do like a, a walnut meat, right? So I'll do a walnut meat for the taco. Mm-hmm. And I might, uh, I might do like a coconut meat uh, tortilla. So okay. I'm, not using, yeah, I'm not using the corn. I'm using coconut meat. And I'm not using ground beef or ground turkey. I'm using soaked walnuts. But I still season it with the cumin, the paprika, you know, the oregano. All right. Come out of that, you know, because it's all about culture. So now we're talking about culture and, like, that Latin culture. What do you remember when you taste the habanero pepper, the lime? So we still use all of this to incorporate the culture. And then the child says, I still have my taco. Right, so okay. I'm, I'm not tripping. Like, I, <laughs> right, 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 right. Wow, man! I, I tell you, you know, I, you know, I, I could sit here and listen to you for hours and hours and hours. I may, I may need to talk to you about doing your own segment once a week on how to eat better because, I mean, just in this one call or one conversation, you've made it so simple. So how do people, you know, right now, I'm sure people are curious as to how do they find out more about what it is you're talking about? Where can they go to find out more about you? Do you do workshops or how can they find out how to do what it is you're saying? 
Yeah, I I think initially, just like anyone else, you know, just really quickly, um, I got in this as just a lifestyle. So it wasn't okay. for me to really try to show or share. It was for me mm-hmm. to try to find out how to live. <laughs> um, and after I did an okay job, you know, people said, you know, I see what you're doing. I said, well, maybe we should turn this into something else more than just something I'm doing at the home. So, you know, we've really been focusing on, um, you know, building a brand and getting everything structured like a company, you know, that you would see, you know. So at this time, our website is due up in about a week. We have uh, everything online as far as our uh, King's Apron. It's King's Apron is the name. King's right. Apron, K-I-N-G-S-A-P-R-O-N. But everything, mm-hmm. whether it's a Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, LinkedIn, everything's under King's Apron. King'sApron.com will be up in about the next six to seven days. Um, okay. And we do, you know, so the calendar, that's what I was trying to get to, is like, you know, things have been happening sp- sporadically to where, more and more people have been asking us to do things. And just like this now, we have a possible offer for you, right? So this might be something that now needs to go on a calendar that people could see so that they know where to go. So we're building this now because initially we weren't coming to do that. We were coming just to figure out how to just eat better and live, right? Wow, Um, wow. It's beautiful that, it, you know, like through doing that, that it's turning into something more than that, and we're reaching more people and engaging with more um, impoverished communities, less fortunate communities, and turning the health around. But long story short, you know, King's Apron, everything, kingsapron.com will be up shortly, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing something with uh, Cap Builder soon, something more. Yeah, you're going to uh, be doing something else. Matter of fact, I did talk to the Urban League about you coming out talking to the youth. So I'm going to get that set up too, man. So, yeah, we're going to do something, man, because I tell you what, just tonight, I mean, I'm really thinking about that zucchini fit. I mean, I mean, you're right, because when I took the raw foods cooking class, they really started showing me more about the spices and stuff that I used. They gave me back the feeling that I was eating the flavors that I was looking for. That's what I was missing. I think a lot of times when people think about plant-based diet, it's boring. It doesn't have any flavor. But some of the things you mentioned tonight, I remember using in my raw foods cooking class, and it just added so much flavor to stuff. And I think that's what people miss a lot of times. So if you if you wanted Thai, I would say coconut or lemongrass. If you wanted African, I might say peanut butter and pepper. Um, if you wanted Mexican, I might say oregano and uh, maybe habanero or oregano and poblano. So, you know, okay. like you said, whatever culture, whatever you're looking for, because that's what we do. We go to these restaurants, we say, mm, I want some Mexican. Mm, right. You're chasing the culture. You're so right. You're you right. Have, as long as you have those seasonings to, to and like, bring that culture to your table at home, Right, so like you said, at home I'm eating Greek now. At home I'm eating Mediterranean. At home I'm eating Italian. Right, we can do all of this stuff, you know, right from the table at the school and um, bringing the garden back. That's very important. Bringing the garden back so that we have the access to the whole foods and fresh vegetables that we need, and that we're not always depending on the corporations to access. So really quick, I know we got to go, but just think mm-hmm. about the last. Farm. Everybody knows in Atlanta. As soon as it snow, what happened? 
Kroger is out of bread, out of milk, right? right. I mean, literally, and it'd be like two inches of snow, mm-hmm. right? So imagine if something really happens. Where are you going to right. get your food from? Right. Guess they're growing it ourselves, man. You're right. Absolutely. I mean, correct. I have so much to say. I don't, you know, I, I mean. That's why, no, that's why, no, that's why we're going to talk because we're going to do some things, man, because uh, I just think your message is so important for us to live. A, a, I, I think a lot of people are sick. They're eating themselves sick. Okay. And I think that, um, I think you have a, a strong message, my brother, you know, and I, I'm glad I met you. You know, I just happened to come out to that event. And uh, it's so funny because after I saw you speak, I said, my job here is done. Okay. You know, you know and, uh, but I'm very happy that we ran into each other. And I look forward to trying to help you really deliver your message, you know, um, get some books out there, get some branding out there, and just anything that we can do to really try to help you get this important message out. Because, my man, you the man. Yeah, I mean, you made you made me hungry just talking about what you were talking about tonight, man. So it's well, all I good. I definitely appreciate it, and I feel the same to you. And one thing we didn't do though is I always try to shout out a couple of the teachers that I've learned from. Go um, ahead. Just really, yeah, really Go quickly ahead. for other, you know, that wonder, you know, how do you or how do you or how do you? Um, I come up with a lot of stuff on my own. But I definitely have to give credit to a couple of these people. So I'm going to say Dr. Laila Africa, uh, Dr. Laila O. Africa, um, black doctor as well as nutritionist, and he's done so much in the last. He's reversed diseases for so many people. Uh, Dr. Baxter Montgomery, another black doctor. Um, check him out. He has books out. He has like three or four books out. Uh, Arif Latham is a raw food specialist. Uh, he's basically international, and he's usually in the Caribbean or in the um, uh, Central and South America. He's not in the States too much. Queen Afua, she's out of New York, holistic queen. And um, the beloved, rest in peace, Dr. Sebi, Dr. Sebi, who just passed away not too long ago. Right. Um, Heard a lot I about him. Not, yeah, you know, so I never try to take too much credit because I always, you know, stay in my study mode. I have books on my table <laughs> now that I'm looking for. I'm going to be speaking tonight, you know. So. All right. All right, my brother, man. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for taking the time to impart that knowledge on us. And uh, we're going to catch back up, man, because I really, I really feel that you have a strong message, and I want to help you get that message out there. So we'll be talking, man. Okay, thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate All right. it. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a good one. All right. Eating your way to a healthy life. You heard tonight, it's not difficult. you got to change your mindset. And earlier I talked about how to do that. You should have got a lot tonight about how to make some subtle changes in your life to live a better, more healthy life. And I like the way that Chef Zoo was talking about not just life, it's all about lifestyle. So you've been listening to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues. About small business in our community. So stick with us. we got a lot more great stuff for you. I'm going to promise you, you're going to hear more from Chef Zoo in the future. 
Hopefully you enjoyed Miss Janet from My Big Eyes. And we got a lot more coming for you. So stick with us. Cat Miller Talk. Go to Cat Miller Radio Network. You can look at our shows. Thursday night, I talk credit with Ira Royale. So anyways, enjoy your evening. I look forward to our next encounter. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash Cap Builder Talk. We hope you enjoy the show.